the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. On this uh, Monday, it is July 26th. Uh, and you just heard the forecast, folks. Uh, it looks like actually some delightful weather. And if anything, as you just heard, it's uh, it's going to get very warm. It feels like 88 degrees out. But what I like is uh, later today, it's going to be nice. And then tomorrow just looks like an outstanding day. You just heard some questionable weather Wednesday, Thursday. But uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday also looks splendid. So if you pick this week for vacation week, it looks like you have some nice weather tomorrow, though. 90 and sunny all day. 90 and sunshine all day. Nothing but sunshine. So you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is dipietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, listen, were you in an accident over the weekend? You were? Pick up the phone right now. Let's get someone who can repair your vehicle and make it look brand new. Showroom-like condition. West Fountain Auto Body. 401 272-3340. 401-272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny. It's Patricia. They're the best. They'll repair your vehicle. Call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. So big news right now. If you're just getting in the car, 107 Black Lives Matter, PAC RI, Providence Antifa chapter. They've teamed up with them, the socialists. They've just made a major, major blunder. Let's see if the rest of the media, other than me, call them out on it. There were two officers involved with a uh, aggressive apprehension of one of the youths involved with this car chase that happened. You've heard me talk about it. If you haven't heard about it, go to the website, tepetro.com. Everything you need to know is right there. They put out photos of the officers, and they put out the wrong photo of one of the officers. Folks, this, you know, welcome. I've been saying this. Who's been, I've been saying, listen, they make mistakes. They don't know what they're talking about. They also said one of the, the, uh, the youth was, you know, they put out a, a video of one of the kids saying that he was killed. He was dead. No, he wasn't. Might have been knocked out. Might have been knocked slightly unconscious for a very temporary period of time. But he was not killed. All right. This is not a Lazarus situation. But this, again, but what you're seeing is a double standard. Because the media, watch, watch. This is a perfect example. How do you put out information and you identify the wrong person? Totally wrong. As that officer could say, they have the wrong picture with the name. How did, you know, they, have, they show another officer. What's the expression? Where do I go to get my name back? How does something like that happen? But see, it's really par for the course is what it is. And then they decide, oh, well, we'll just delete it. We'll just... Um, We'll just delete. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's not like it's floating around there everywhere. Because it is not. 
much. All right. I want to get to some sound. I will tell you more about the car chase video that is out there and some other news. Now, folks, I, I, I recognize and I also want to explain something because I was in the car this morning. Listen, when I'm in the car, I admit I flip around. I heard the lazy cackle saying, I don't get this. Why would if you can still get covid? Why would you get the vaccine with the variant? Why would you get it if you could still then get COVID? Because the fact is that if you get the vaccine and then you get COVID, it's just not so severe. But it doesn't mean you're not like immune to it. It just means you get it and then it may be a much lesser case. And it can also mean that you're not going to end up in the hospital. That's what it means. So, uh, but it, but what it means is you're not going to die. So, someone to say, well, why would you get? No one is saying that. Oh, you know, it's not like a game of tag or germs, right? Boy, your germs. Oh, I'm immune. It's not a game of tag if you run, what do you call the area that's like home safe, then you can't tag the person. It's not like that. If you get the vaccine and you come in contact with the variant or someone that is COVID, it just means if you have two people, let me explain it this way. And this is important because on situations like this, by the way, someone like the lazy cackle, they they shouldn't even really be behind a microphone. I mean, let's just come out and say it, folks, right? I mean, it, it's basically like trailer park uh, type, like white trash type of thing. But anyhow, my point is, um, you would think that someone would have some kind of a knowledge or at least find someone with some knowledge. So you have two people. Let's just say this week, there's two people and they come in contact with someone that has COVID, that has the variant. They're both going to test positive for it. But person a got the vaccine they may get a little bit of a cough they may for like a day or two feel a little off a little you know sometimes you just feel like a little off a little under the weather not bedridden doesn't get that bad person two could end up in the hospital person two could die you know there's a guy i met one time phil valentine he is a uh, radio talk host out of nashville tennessee i met him at some you know, like a radio broadcasting convention or something like that a couple of years ago. So he's been on the air. The guy's totally anti-vaccine. Absolutely don't get it. Do not get it. Nope. It's a trick. Don't. Nope. It's like the flu. I encourage all of you not to get it. Well, Phil Valentine. By the way, before I mention Phil Valentine, and I don't mean to keep saying by the way, but, you know, yesterday while I was leaving, when I filmed the police situation at the the police situation with uh, the East Greenwich Police, North Kingstown Police and the three people they were arresting, um, I was actually in the car and someone sent me a message on this. And do you know Light Rock 105, a failed radio station that they they were actually trying to do, trying to do 
Christmas in July and playing Christmas music. And someone asked me, who would do something like that? Well, the only thing they ever do that gets ratings is starting around Halloween, Thanksgiving, they play Christmas music. And so for leading up to Thanksgiving and then the month of December, they get ratings because they're playing nonstop Christmas music. And I think they may be the only one that does that. So then when that ends, boom, it's like a rock, falls, gravity, back to earth, like an apple falling from a tree, straight down. See, can you imagine sitting around a conference room table and no one ever accused that crowd of being like sharpest tools in the shed? Um, But someone actually saying... You know, let's think this thing out, right? Like brainstorming session. Think of a brainstorming session with lightweight 105. And they say, all right, let's look at this. Maybe we should play more Billy Joel. And the person says, no, that's, you know, that's impossible. We play Billy Joel every hour. And then someone else says, we need to play more Phil Collins. No, we play Phil Collins every hour. Well, maybe we should. Well, listen. When do we get our highest ratings? December. What do we do? We play Christmas music. Well, then let's play Christmas. Yeah, but it's July. We need ratings. Our ratings are plummeting. Who, who would do something like that? Like that's, I've been in, in a brainstorming session. One of the rules of brainstorming is there's no such thing as a bad idea. You're not supposed to criticize bad ideas. Anytime somebody writes something down, you're supposed to tape it on the wall and that's one of the rules of brainstorming. No such thing as a bad idea. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's just with COVID and the vaccine is spiking up and all the violence that's happening. And it's one thing for someone to come out with that and blurt that out. You know, it's normally like, all right, let's get lunch. We're going to bring lunch into the conference room, have a brainstorming session. Try to stop this. The thing from just completely collapsing here as they're battling with 93, you know, SNE or whatever they call themselves. Coast, excuse me. But you like to actually go. I actually heard it myself yesterday. I didn't even know what they were playing. Like to actually do that is just beyond pathetic. I mean, that's really. Isn't that funny? Look at it. Like. Picture some idiot sitting at Narragansett Pier, near the you know the at the oh this is amazing. I'm sitting on the beach and I'm listening to Christmas music. Yeah, it's called the novelty. Why don't you do knock knock jokes for a half hour, for an hour for a weekend? I I, I but anyhow, Phil Valentine, very skeptical of the COVID nineteen vaccine. Listen, he he was anti vaccine. Phil Valentine, the guy was. No, it's a hoax. Don't get it. Whatever you do, don't get the COVID vaccine. Don't fall for it. Unvaccinated radio host Phil Valentine, sick with COVID. His family is elated. Listeners are now getting the vaccine. When his brother first caught the coronavirus, Mark Valentine didn't think he was suffering too much. He continued posting regularly on Facebook, joked about his condition, even hosted a segment on the show in Nashville. I'm not getting the vaccine. Frequently mocked Democrat campaigns to drive more people to get the shot. 
When the brothers spoke on the phone a few days after Phil tested positive, he told Mark he was already feeling better. He said, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I frankly quit worrying about it. By the end of the week, after nearly recovering, his health began a rapid descent. His family persuaded the 62-year-old Phil Valentine check into the emergency room. Medical scan showed the coronavirus infection had caused pneumonia in the right lung. See, that is a major problem. It gets into your lungs. Not long after he was admitted to the hospital, now he and his family think differently about the vaccine. Mark said, you know, I've changed my mind. (laughs) On second thought, folks, like, what what is wrong? But I am telling you right now, and I'm not going to battle with people. I'm not. I've already said that. I'm not going to battle with people. There are people listening right now. I, I meet some of these people that, that I don't wear a mask. I'm not getting the vaccine. And not only am I not wearing a mask, none of my kids are wearing masks. Like, is that really the battle? Is that really the hill that you want to, as they say, die on? There are people that are going to have to go to the emergency room. Do you understand the pandemic? Oh, that's what the cat goes saying. The pandemic is... The pandemic of the unvaccinated, the people that are being rushed to the emergency room, the people that are dying, by the way, there are people dying, are people that didn't get the vaccine. I got to admit, I don't get it. I don't get the people that don't want to get the vaccine. I don't. And I know, but there are a lot of people. All right, let's go to some of the sound. Now, many people have been critical about Hunter Biden. Folks, good afternoon at 119. It's Juan. On AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Hunter Biden, I'm going to sell artwork to anonymous buyers, opening bid 500000 Finally, CNN's Abby Phillip talking about Hunter Biden's art selling scheme. Now, this is on CNN Inside Politics. Finally comes out and says, you know, I spoke with an art dealer. And they're saying there's an ethical problem here. Let me play this. Surprised when the art critic says that he thinks that Hunter Biden's art is kind of like uh, a cafe painter. He says you wouldn't unless you were related to the artist, spent more than a thousand dollars on it. But then another art critic who actually likes Hunter Biden's work also says this: anybody who buys it would be guaranteed instant profit. He's the president's son. So. Obviously, this is a problem, an ethical problem, one of optics, but also just from a practical You know, I love that. Someone in the business saying the only person, people that would buy something like that, the only people are, in fact, like if you're related to the person, a stranger is not going to pay 500000 sight unseen for Hunter Biden's artwork. All right, let's go to some of the sound. President Trump was at a rally over the course of the weekend in Arizona and talked about Hunter Biden and his art. I mean, in all fairness, we'd come, we came for rallies here. We had 42,000 and 44,000, and he came and he couldn't fill the eight circles. They had to use the fake news. No, they were calling the news. Please, would you please stand over here, please? They're getting newspaper reporters and reporters to stand there. They're standing with cameras. They couldn't fill the eight circles. The only thing I liked about his campaign, because he didn't really campaign, the cabal campaigned. Lots of people campaigned for him. But I did like the, the contractor, and it wasn't Hunter Biden with his artistry. 
to think of that. You know, the contract to those circles were so beautiful, the way they were done. You know, I'm, I'm very good at building buildings and painting and all these different things. So painting, like, I know what a good paint job is. And you're not getting it from Hunter. But no. No, the, it was so professionally... It was so professionally done. It was incredible. So good. In fact, I probably won't do it yet, but at some point I'm going to find out the name of the contractor that did those circles because I want to use them for something. You know, what he brings up, and that is uh, President Trump, folks, what he brings up, and it's an excellent point, is can you imagine, may he rest in peace. I'm, I don't have to use a name. I don't have to say like Buddy Cianci, but just listen, If th- that's a scheme that Cianci actually would have liked. Imagine if Mayor Sancy, now he had his marinara sauce, but what if he had said, I'm going to start doing paintings? And then some of the people that want contracts in the city say, hey, that's a really nice painting. We'll give you 50000 for it. He could have just sold old artwork. It's actually a very ingenious scheme, and it wouldn't matter how it looked. Listen, Sancy could actually could have had someone else paint it for him, right? Could have had like Charlie Hall. Do watercolors and then just pass it off on his own. So it's a complete scam. Someone's going to pay five hundred thousand. All right. Let's also Pete Ducey is at the White House. He asked Press Secretary Jen Psaki about President Biden's previous comments about not needing to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. Let's hear that. The president said in a vaxxed or mask type. I think a lot of people got the vaccine because they were hearing him say, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear masks anymore. So, And that continues to be CDC guidance. And you can say that that's going to be the guidance forever. I am not the CDC director. I understand, but people don't care who tells them to wear a mask. They if should the care. House, should, the White House, shouldn't they care if it's a doctor, a medical expert, or a spokesperson? I think most Americans actually do care. It's the government. Okay. Kelly, go ahead. Can you imagine? The, she is so obnoxious, that Jen Psaki. Can you imagine? Well, I, I wouldn't. So, wait a minute. It's coming from you and the president. Well, people shouldn't be listening to us. I want you to hear that again. How obnoxious that is. President Biden is saying you don't need to wear a mask if you were vaccinated. If that's changing, just say we made a mistake. Well, you know, he's not a doctor. Listen to her. Who tells him to wear a mask? They should care. Shouldn't they care? Here we go. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. And that continues to be CDC guidance. And you can say that that's going to be the guidance forever. I am not the CDC director. I understand, but people don't care who tells them to wear a mask. They should care. Shouldn't they care if it's a doctor, a medical expert, or a spokesperson? I think most Americans actually do care. It's the government. It's coming from you. Here's President Trump talking about who it is that's trying to undermine democracy. Here we go. Remember, I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I'm the one trying to save American democracy. Yep. Excellent. I'll tell you, he's still drawing. He's absolutely still drawing with the crowds. Here's where he talks about the election last November. Dishonest and unfair election in the history of our country. The Democrats know it. The corrupt media, right back there, a lot of people, they know it. 
And most importantly, we, the American people, know it. It's exactly right, and it was. Now, Congressman Cicilline on MSNBC wants to talk about January 6th infrastructure and voting rights. Well, you got to hear this, folks. It's hard to believe he represents our state, or at least part of it. This portion of the John DePietro show at 126 is brought by J.K.L. Engineering. Now, listen, it's very warm out. Call J.K.L. today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. Remember, with J.K.L., Estimates are free. Financing is available. They are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So whether you live in Douglas or Worcester or Franklin or Bellingham or Rentham or Attleboro or Smithfield, Cumberland, Lincoln, call JKL today, 401-351-7600. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Call JKL Engineering today, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. Here is Congressman David Cicilline. Congressman, good morning. Uh, thank you on for MSNBC. We're bouncing back and forth between a number of urgent issues, and as urgent as the crumbling of a bridge or a road in is in America, so too is this uh, erosion of voting rights. The other day, you tweeted about your Democratic colleague, Congressman Hank Johnson's arrest at a voting rights protest on Capitol Hill, uh, reminiscent of the Civil Rights Movement, reminiscent of John Lewis's work. Uh, give me your estimation. Of, of how this this new civil rights voting rights movement is is moving and how we inject this level of urgency into the discussion well i think you're absolutely right we are at a very critical moment in our democracy there are efforts underway in 47 state legislatures to make it more difficult for people to vote particularly communities of color and other marginalized communities it's the most sacred responsibility we have as citizens of this democracy is to be sure that we express our views during times of voting and the only remedy to that is to enact hr1 s1 to protect voting rights all across this country and the thing standing in the way of that is the filibuster this sort of jim crow relic the irony that this fundamentally undemocratic stop stop the chase stop the you know this is just so pathetic and beyond the pale folks this is someone who wanted more providence who redistricted himself with gordon fox than the speaker to give himself more of the city of Providence. Why? Because he could manipulate the votes in the city of Providence. At one point, Congressional District 2, which is uh, Congressman Langevin, had more of Providence. Cicilline wanted it for what they call CD1, Congressional District 1. Right? Northern part of the state goes East Bay all the way into Newport. He wanted it. He absolutely wanted it. Because he wanted more of Providence where he could manipulate more of the vote in Providence. All right, let it continue. He used to crush the most pro-democracy piece of legislation in the generation is kind of cruel irony. But look, whatever way they do it, the Senate has to move forward on S1 and HR1 so we can protect voting rights all across this country. I think you can easily carve out an area of democracy, voting rights, and civil rights, particularly when you look at the history of the filibuster and how it has been used to prevent progress on civil rights. This is a perfect carve-out. I think we should get rid of it completely, but for those that are reluctant to do it for sure, we ought to be more interested in protecting our democracy than protecting 
this Jim Crow relic called filibuster. You tweeted the other day about um, the, the oh. fact that uh, Kevin McCarthy had, uh, named a few people that he wanted put on the January 6th uh, investigation committee. Uh, Speaker Pelosi came back and said, no, nah, no, you got a few people who voted against the certification of the election. We're just going to you know, make trouble. You tweeted that uh, you, you're glad that they uh, don't have big lie spreaders on the committee. But let's talk about how this thing goes forward, because it's supposed to start with its hearings this coming week. Um, does it proceed with no Republicans on it except for Liz Cheney? Or do we think that Kevin McCarthy puts forward another batch of names? Well, I think we don't know what Kevin McCarthy is going to do, but we know for sure the Speaker has appointed a now bipartisan committee that will have a quorum to begin hearings this week. This is an ongoing effort to, to ensure that we get all of the facts surrounding this bloody attack on our democracy that left five people dead, including one Capitol Police officer, the most you know, kind of serious attack on our democracy since the Stop the tape. Folks, that, that is, see, this is, I mean, how do you know he's lying because his lips are moving? That, that is completely, I, how does he say something like that? Left five, see, they've changed it now to left five people dead. We've already been through this. Two of the people. Ashley Babbitt was the only one killed. Two of the people had heart attacks and strokes over near the speech. Over near the speech. They never went in the Capitol. One of the other people that died that day was on fentanyl, collapsed outside the Capitol. And then that officer, the Capitol Police officer, he had a stroke. If you really see the footage of him, he was very heavy set, obese. He had some health problems. He made it back to his office and then collapsed like later that night. He had two strokes. They weren't killed, but he just continues to lie. Well, and look, we tried to do this in an independent national commission. The Republicans refused. Kevin McCarthy then made some appointments that made it clear he's not serious. He wants to turn this into a circus, people who have been promoting the big lie. Uh, If you look at Jim Bang's statement after he was appointed or recommended by McCarthy, it was disqualifying what he said in that statement. Look, we are determined to get all of the facts surrounding January 6th, what led up to it, who paid for it, who organized it, to make sure we this never happens again in this country. This was a day where the peaceful transfer of power occurs, the meeting of the Electoral College. This is an effort by insurrectionists. Folks, but notice he has no interest. This is Congressman Cicilline. Congressman Cicilline on MSNBC. And what it really comes down to, right, is he has no interest, no interest at all in talking about all the protests and all the destruction from last summer. None. Nope, that's not of interest to him. But he, what do you mean, who paid for it? A group of people showed up upset about the election on January 6th, showed up in D.C., Hey, they saw Black Lives Matter, Antifa, defund the police. They watched them for months protesting and thought, boy, that looks fun. So they had hats and flags and taking pictures and selfies of themselves. And then when there was finally time to walk out, they left. That's what happened. Find out who. I mean, it's just so preposterous. 
he he is just what an embarrassment and joke. There's just no other words. All right, let me just finish this out. See, he is no longer overthrow the government of the United States to stop that oh, peaceful transition power. We have to take it seriously. This this is an effort uh, that was uh, conducted by some of the worst domestic terrorist groups in this country. Oh my we just can't God. sort of let it go. We have a responsibility to make sure we do everything necessary to hold everyone accountable who was involved in this and to make sure it never happens again in America. Congressman, I want to ask you, as I was talking to Senator Casey, about the infrastructure bill. We may see something uh, very soon this week, perhaps. Um, it may come back to Congress. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has said that if, if they're not satisfied, you know, if, if you're not satisfied with what happens uh, in the Senate, you may have to, to uh, reevaluate things in, in Congress. And you've got different sides in the Democratic Party about how big this should be, how big the compromises with Republicans should be to get this passed. Where do you stand on, on hard infrastructure versus this much, much larger bill? that in, you know, includes human infrastructure, if you will. Look, I, I think Democrats are very much united in making sure we do two things. One is pass a, an infrastructure bill that addresses our roads, our bridges, our ports, our schools, our transit systems, but also pass the American Jobs Plan, the American Families Plan, that also is about making sure people can get back into the workforce. You know, early childhood education, affordable child care, uh, community colleges, um, all the things, you know, uh, community-based care, all the things that are often impediments to getting back. Can we just to go back to, um, can we go back, I want to go back where he's talking about the, the most danger to our society today are these groups. Let me hear this again. But let's talk about how this thing goes forward because it's supposed to start with its hearings this coming week. Um, does it proceed with no Republicans on it except for Liz Cheney? Or do we think that Kevin McCarthy puts forward another batch of names? Well, I think we don't know what Kevin McCarthy is going to do, but we know for sure the Speaker has appointed a now bipartisan committee that will have a quorum to begin hearings this week. This is an ongoing effort to, to ensure that we get all of the facts surrounding this bloody attack on our democracy that left five people dead, including one Capitol Police officer, the most you know, kind of serious attack on our democracy since the War of 1812. And look, we tried to do this in an independent national commission. The Republicans refused. Kevin McCarthy then made some appointments that made it clear he's not serious. He wants to turn this into a circus. People who have been promoting the big lie. Uh, if you look at Jim Bang's statement after he was appointed or recommended by McCarthy, it was disqualifying what he said in that statement. Look, we are determined to get all of the facts surrounding January 6th, what led up to it, who paid for it, who organized it, to make sure we, this never happens again in this country. This was a day where the peaceful transfer of power occurs, the meeting of the Electoral College. This is an effort by insurrectionists to overthrow the government of the United States to stop that peaceful transition. All right, can we just, the, 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 it's so beyond the pale what he is saying. When it was finally time to walk out of there and leave, that's exactly what most, mo- you know, they all did. It wasn't like there was anyone left in there. All right, let me just hear this, let this finish out. All right, we have to take it seriously. This, this is an effort uh, that was uh, conducted by some of the worst domestic terrorist groups in this country, and we just can't sort of let it go. We have a responsibility to make sure we do everything necessary to hold everyone accountable who was involved in this and to make sure it never happens again. This is nothing more the, the idea to go forward with G- on January 6th is nothing more than an attempt to 
try to just continue to have the focus on what happened. And, you know, yes, it is true that when you look at the footage, parts of it now, they are violent. They are compelling. It's true. Absolutely true. But that that's that's what they want to keep the focus on. They want the election next year to be about January January 6th. Right? That's what they want. They want next year that people say um that you 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 can't vote for the Republicans cuz they're just too violent. That's what they want. I don't think they're going to be successful, but but make no mistake, that's what it's really all about, this whole business of the commission. The whole business of the commission. That's really what it, it comes down to. Folks, um, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and a 99.9 FM. But boy, it really, we are in the throes of the summer. Today is Monday. It is July uh, 26th. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. The current temperature is, it feels like 90. And tomorrow it really is going to be a uh, gorgeous. This right now, with the exception of Wednesday and Thursday, this seems like we could certainly be in for some very, very nice weather for this week. So, again, as I like to say, if you picked this week as your vacation, you know, your you're definitely in luck. Folks, I um, I really want to implore you and encourage you to visit the website, depetro.com. And especially, we have some not only unique original stories that you can't find anywhere else, but also we have some great sponsors that I would love for you to support and visit. And you hear me mention them. Like uh, you have the Centerdale Revival. There's a link to them right at 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. I also want to welcome End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. As uh, training camp opens this week, stop in and see them for delicious food and drinks. End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's like football headquarters. That's exactly right. Best stop in the state. Great food, super drinks, patrons are social all, fun and games available. Play at your favorite lotto ticket. You will enjoy your time at End Zone. I love that. So stop in and uh, see them. So, folks, again, um, big news today for me is Black Lives Matter pack. I'm going to call them out on it. Okay? I recognize the rest of the media will give them a pass, as they normally do. But, no, I'm going to call them out on it. I'm going to call them out on it that they've identified the one of the wrong officers to be one of the officers suspended in Providence. And hopefully there will be lawsuit against them for that. Now in Massachusetts, Rachel Rollins nominated to be the Massachusetts U.S. Attorney. That is disgraceful. That what she has no business being. That is a joke. Up oh, now Channel 12 has posted a story. Sales Street residents call for support. Wake up police incident potential arson. Are you kidding me? Why? It was Friday. Is it a slow news day? Is that what this is? Providence family asked for the community to come together. 
held a news conference. Do, do they actually just run that? Are you kidding me? That's what they did? Are they actually... What a joke. Are you kidding me, 12? Can I actually put that out? Who wrote the story? No one. Of course, no one's name on it. Oh, my God. They've been getting threats online over the phone. And someone tried to set our bushes on fire. Providence officials confirmed the fire's being investigated since evidence of an accelerant was found. That, that, that just means somebody sprinkled some gas over there. Nothing. There's, there's nothing there. They sought, an, they, they sought an apology and accountability from police. I thought they didn't want the police contacting them. Police previously said the neighborhood has repeatedly been a problem. They've been called over 40 times there, 42. But they don't run any sound. What an embarrassment. Yeah, because that's real news on a Monday. Notice no one has that Black Lives Matter identified the wrong police officer. No, they don't put, no one puts anything on that. Oh, well, you know. I mean, come on, it's Black Lives Matter, Juan. You gotta, you know, they can make a mistake here and there. Oh, okay, I forgot. Oh, that's right. They get a free pass. Providence Teacher Union to vote on contract Friday. You know what's so frightening about this is why can't the public know what's in the contract? Members of the Providence Teacher Union will vote on the proposed collective bargaining agreement Friday. So the governor announced the state district union reached a deal. Did not disclose any details of the agreement. As both sides agreed not to discuss it after it's ratified. The union executive board will meet the vote on the deal today. Information sessions will be held next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Members will vote Friday at 5 o'clock at Rhodes on the Patuxent. They have basically 2,000 members. How, how is that possible? Why can't the public know what is in it? How, how is that allowed to go on? So they're going to vote on it. Why can't the public see this before, by the time, by the time the, the public will get the details, it's already a done deal and it's already been signed. 4% 4% raise. Hmm. It's pretty healthy. A 4% raise. So, but that's just the way, see, that's broken for, well, not the 4% raise. The fact that, hey, it's a done deal. What if the public says, hey, wait a minute, we don't like this deal. Oh, it's too late. They already signed it. Wow. I like that. Go local now. Top publisher obituaries in Rhode Island. Who says that death is dead? Um, hmm. The um, 
the virant's a problem. The variant, excuse me. The variant, the virant. <laughs> the variant is a problem. The variant is a problem. That makes no sense at all. None. So we're going to release the details to the public after it's a done deal. Because <laughs> that makes sense, right? Why should the public know what, what's going on with it? I, I don't understand that. But that, you know, that, that's the way it should be. These are the details to the public. And then they're going to vote on it. And then the public should get a chance to weigh in. No, that's not the way it works. They get to vote on it. It's not, by the way, the voting's not open to the public. So they've reached a deal. It's all done in secret. And then once the deal is signed and nothing can be done, then they'll release the details. Then they'll release the details to the general public. Right, that, so after the fact. So if the 4% raise, all right. That's probably more than they wanted. But a big part of the whole contract was supposed to be just the amount of power that the union has. I mean, I know something like the teachers, they be, they work four hours a day. They're in school for six hours. I'm just giving facts, folks. You get an hour for lunch and an hour free period. They, they work four hours a day. They're in the building for six. But you're actually working four hours. And a big part of the problem... He's trying to get some new blood in, but anytime that a job opens, first shot at it are people who you, you're already in the system. So therefore, it's, you're just reshuffling people to different places. People don't actually, you don't bring in the new blood. Um, I, I don't know what, what this is going to look like. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's not going to be that much different than what they already have. The Providence schools are a problem. They've been a problem. And it's, listen, it's, it's pretty clear. If you, if you live in Providence, you, you, you can't send your children to the public schools if you have an option. You just can't. Not if they want, like, a real education. The people that have to go to the public schools are people that the kids have to go to the public schools. Period. I know no one wants to hear that, but. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. Call today, 401-837-4545. Now, right now, it's 148. It's Monday afternoon. I'm willing to bet with all the rain that we've had and the algae and moss and stains that you have a lot of the green stuff that could use a power washing. Call Jamie's Power Wash today, 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. Jamie's Power Wash. You've heard me discuss Jamie. He's Jay Freitas Construction, deck staining, handyman services, but this time of year, it's all about the Power Wash. Jamie'spowerwash.com or call them 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545 or online jamie'spowerwash.com. Maybe it's the surface around your pool area or maybe it's the side of a fence or home or garage or a building. Get the Power Wash out there. Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. He's also on Facebook and the website, jamiespowerwash.com. 
Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I also want to encourage you uh, on the website to visit the shop. We have some tremendous items uh, in the shop. We have the Coinomatic series, the, the Federal Hill Summer series is proving to be very, very popular. Very, very popular uh, right there. You just go inside the shop. We also have, uh, if you are a supporter of law enforcement, we have the Back the Blue. RI Backs the Blue. That is very, very popular right now uh, on the website in the shop at depetro.com, which is RI Backs the Blue. So you can uh, check that out as well. And then, of course, uh, End Zone Sports Pub of Cumberland. Stop in and see them. We have that. But in the shop at thepetro.com, uh, some of the merchandise we have, which is, like I said, the, the back, the blue. We also have, if you're a Trump supporter, if you are a Trump supporter, we have the uh, still uh, deplorable. Because a lot of people are saying, are these Trump people still support? Yes, they are, as a matter of fact. I think the big story Black Lives Matter Rhode Island calling on Attorney General Narona release the body cam footage of officers Domingo Diaz and Mitchell Voyer. Another use of force that left a minor on a stretcher. And they they identified the wrong officer. The wrong officer. Now, will the media call them out on it for lack of credibility? Of course not. The media cheer them on. Just so you know, folks, the local media, when they're, and this is not the Brother Gary crew. This is uh, the um, PAC RI. RI PAC, excuse me. Uh, but so many other reporters, that they really double as activists. When they're around a lot of the protesters, I've been there, and they tell them, you know, we, we're with you. We support you against these cops. Um. That's that's their mindset. So even if they're wrong, they won't call them out on it. Nope. They just continue the narrative going. There was a good piece about just how bad crime is right now. It was actually on this week with Stephanopoulos yesterday by Pierre Thomas. He's the ABC reporter. I I think I can pull it up. Let me see if I can pull it up right now at 152. But it shows that... Um, I mean, the situation, obviously, is, uh, yeah, I think I can pull it up. All right, it should be right here. Uh, here we go. Just how bad the... Yeah, listen to this, folks. led to some signs of success. A dip in the rate last month. She remains unsatisfied. Who are the victims? When you look at who's getting shot in this city right now, it's about ninety-seven percent people of color. Can I back it up it's just for a moment? Way off the charts. Let me just back it up for a second. Hold on. Here we go. Police has been tracking shots, chaos, people running for their lives. Part of the chronic gun violence epidemic surging in recent months. The map shows it all unfolding. More than one thousand incidents. More than 430 dead, 1,000 wounded in one week. Three, two. Swing and a miss. We saw it begin last Saturday. Eight to four. We started our investigation. 
gunshots outside of Nationals Park. That same night, a mother and her baby caught in the crossfire at a corner store in West Philadelphia, wounding the one-year-old. I'm tired of this. I'm sick and tired of this. Day after day, we saw so many children affected by this violence. One boy shot in a bedroom. And the bullet just went to the wall, went through his head. Christian Jaden Rosas in San Antonio, Texas, was only 15 and playing video games, hit by a stray bullet. I should have been there because when you promise a kid that you're going to protect them, that's a promise you can never take back. Altogether, an unspeakable toll. More than 39 dead, 94 wounded under age 18. And of the deceased, six children under 12. We also saw mass shootings play out across the country. 18 incidents in 12 communities, including one that senselessly took the life of Corey Saunders and wounded four others. Mass shootings are up a lot. Uh, you know, they went from a 400 base in 2019 to 600, 700. And sadly, we followed as reports of suspected domestic violence ticked up. At least 44 cases, among them a mother and child allegedly kidnapped Monday. A female and her child was abducted and brought out here to Teeny Lake. At Teeny Lake, there was an altercation that occurred. Virtually no area of the country was immune. But as ABC dug into the numbers, they showed violence disproportionately hit poor and urban areas. People are afraid to go to malls. People are afraid to go to theaters. People are afraid to, to go to parks. From Los Angeles to Chicago to New York, where the stunning video caught our attention. Two men, guns drawn in broad daylight. Are people more brazen in carrying their weapons? Has something shifted? I don't think there's any doubt. But the data here in New York City is more guns on the scene of shootings, more rounds being fired. New York City saw a 73% increase in shootings in May 2021, compared to the same time last year. So this is again On Tuesday, Commissioner Dermot Shea told us a lethal mix of factors is largely driving the surge. Gang violence, budget cuts, COVID shutting down the courts, leaving a backlog of more than 5,000 gun cases. Taking the gun off the street is great, but really what we need is we need the individual carrying the gun off the street. Increasing gun arrests and targeting repeat offenders has led to some signs of success. A dip in the rate last month. Shea remains unsatisfied. Who are the victims? When you look at who's getting shot in the city right now, it's about 97% people of color. It's way off the charts. The city chief Judith Harrison, the fight is personal. As an African-American, obviously it was painful to hear that he said 90% of your victims are people of color. Yes. Horrifying statistic, um, but it's not just about statistics. It's not just about uh, people of color. It's about everyone. Philadelphia facing an even worse explosion. It's been a minute since I've done this. On Wednesday, Philly police allowing us to ride along. Small number of streets infected with gun violence. We see this corner store out here. I'm going to come off the person. Uh, there were six people shot. So this is another corner here where we have uh, multiple shootings. The streets that night quiet until they weren't. And now there's reports of shots fired at another end of the city. A shooting outside this restaurant famous for its cheesesteaks. That's a shell casing right on the ground right there. You see where the white circle's drawn around it. 
don't know what it is. You get closer to 2 o'clock, stuff starts popping. As we waited at the scene, the horrible news. So he, he was the dog The person here died. That's horrible. Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw telling us the argument was over a parking space. A lot of the beefs or social media disputes or whatever, they're being resolved with the firearm. Outlaw acknowledges the challenges of policing in the era of George Floyd and building community trust. I'm a cop and I'm a black woman. And so because I have all of these lived experiences and these different perspectives, I understand why the police do what we do. But I also understand the hurt and the torment in our communities. In so many neighborhoods, small numbers of repeat offenders terrorizing overwhelmingly law-abiding citizens. I said, I'm shot, I'm shot, I'm shot. And then I felt these heats in my legs were all running away. This Philly resident shot in the leg this week, along with another man standing in front of her home. She did not want to show her face on camera. At times, tears filling her eyes. I shouldn't have to be afraid to stay in my home. At the end of her sobering week, we're left with the vigils. Chris, down on us right now. The lives lost, the families grieving and the almost certain knowledge that next week is all but guaranteed to happen again. Very, very, um, I think a tremendous piece. Folks, good good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. We're going to have a lot more tomorrow uh, and more on these uh, developing stories. Remember, visit the award-winning website, DePietro.com. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow at 11. WNRI Winsocket.